The Stinkin' Truth Podcast is presented by Core Water. He spent 12 years in the NFL. You can't trust a guy that gyrates his hips after he scores. Has three Super Bowl rings, made multiple Pro Bowl appearances, over 16 years of broadcasting between ESPN and Fox Sports. And that's why I'm the greatest football player and best sports analyst ever. He's a soap opera star. That's pretty, uh... I can't remember what I was supposed to say. <laughs> Has a reoccurring role on HBO Ballers. Mark Slareth, handsome son bitch, get out here. And makes one hell of a bowl of green chili. It's Mark Slareth, and this is the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Hey, welcome into the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Mark Slareth, Mike Evans, producer Scott the Huff on the board. Like to thank our presenting sponsor, the fine folks over at Core Water. Core water, perfectly pH balanced to to match your uh, body's pH of 7.4. Delicious, award-winning, crisp taste. You can get it all over America. Wherever water is sold, you could probably get it in other countries as well, I would imagine. I mean, I haven't been to other countries lately, but I would imagine you can find Core Water right there. The one with the big blue cap, that's Core Water. Find out more about Core Water at hydratewithcore.com. Mike, how are you, buddy? I'm good. To Huff, it seems like you wanted to say something right there. No, I was just thinking, like, the, just randomness. You said you get it in other countries. Yeah. Possibly. If you could go anywhere in the world right now, where would you go? Home. <laughs> I would go home. You just want to go home, I take like, a nap. I just want a sandwich and sleep. <laughs> just want a sandwich, take I, a nap. I like, I don't know. Curl I, up with my dog. I like being at home. Like, I think there's a lot of people that, I, but maybe it's because I'm gone so much. Like, every time I finally get off the road from, like, a football season, my wife wants to go somewhere. Like, do you not realize I've been somewhere? It's not really all it's cracked up to be. This is where it's really good. Yeah, but you're going to, like, Cleveland and stuff like that. Yeah, Tampa and Carolina. and Don't you want to go to, I don't know. Fiji. or Ooh, yeah, Fiji. This yeah. this podcast brought to you by Fiji. Yeah, no. Fingers crossed, guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. I, no, Fiji, I would, are like, you listening? Why? Yeah, Fiji, <laughs> give me a call. Um, I don't know. I didn't really think of it. Is there a place? Do you have a bucket list of, of a place that you want to go to? Oh, let me tell you something. You know, people who, when they retire and they're like, oh, searching for things to do, I can only play so much golf. Right. Man, I will travel. I will go see this world. I want to go see it all. Where? Where oh, do you want to go? I want to go everywhere. I want to do Europe upside down. I want to go to uh, Australia. I want to go to Moscow. Believe it or not, I want to walk through, what do they call that? Red Square? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Red Square? Is that what it's called? <laughs> I think so. I don't know. Red something. Sure. I want to sure. stroll through the Kremlin. Right. <laughs> You and Vlad. Me and Vlad. I just call Vlad. You know. Hanging out. Having some vodka together. Looking around wondering, how many spies are looking at me right now? How many people are like studying you know, me you from know the where, FSB or FBS? I think one, or, right. I think one place that would be cool. DVX. Just because I've seen it in the movies a bunch. And I think because they give some type of big tax credit to shoot movies there. Prague. Yes. Another one. Like everybody goes to Prague. Sure. Well, why wouldn't you go to, where is Prague, anyhow? It's Czechoslovakia. <sighs> That's a lot of letters. <laughs> this seems like it's you're heavily burdened with letters. Uh, so, sp- yes. Yeah, speaking of letters, uh, how about this? Uh, is it Jussie Smollett or Jesse Smollett? It's Jussie. Jussie? J-U-S-S-I-E. Don't you wish that I had Jussie's girl? Jussie's girl. 
first off, this guy, like, I don't really follow the news. So, like, you know, forgive me if I get some of the, the stuff wrong, some of the uh, the critical things wrong. But it, it didn't really matter. Um, I can look at a movie poster and tell you if it's any good or not. So this is kind of the way I, I spot a guilty guy from a mile away. I just, this is kind of how I operate my life. Um, this, like, one, he writes, like, a, a letter, like a racial, racially motivated letter, and he doesn't get any sympathy so then he hires his buddies to to fake beat him up, and this dumbass writes a check for it. <laughs> like, like, I mean, I'm not bright. You like, I'm not real smart, and I don't watch a lot of television or crime novels or stuff. But I do know about kind of you know an electronic footprint with texts and emails and all that, and also that. If you write a check for, do you think he filled in, you know, the, the checkbook and he has a little portion there and he's got the memo for what it's for? Like like a little reminder? Yeah, like yeah. a little reminder. So you write the check to the guy who you 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 pay off to beat you up and in the bottom he goes, uh, this check is for the guys to beat me up. Um, <laughs> the, I mean, how, I, can you really, you should be fired or you should go to jail not for the the act of of committing fraud or what you should just go to jail for being a dumbass that's that's the thing right? about this story i don't i don't get caught up in all the the seriousness of it you know I, I i'm more i'm more intrigued like you said by just the the dumbassery of all this right. and i come away from stories like this realizing why so many criminals get caught why they all get caught eventually they make they they do dumb things and here, here was my reaction when I started really following this story, Stink, is that I've never committed a crime in my life, but I actually find myself thinking, you know, if I was going to commit a crime, I'd be so much better at this than that guy. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'd like to think I have watched enough crime shows and read enough crime novels that I'd actually be a pretty good criminal. I have you seriously. Know, what's, it, what's I would never be a criminal, but I think that if I was to become one, I think I'd be pretty good at it. I would have to. Think, I wouldn't get tripped up like this. These bozos do. Well, you would have to think at the very least. You would think a few things through, like, hmm, this fake letter I wrote didn't receive the same kind of attention that I thought it would. So I'm going to hire somebody to commit a hate crime against me. I'm going to do it in cash. Like, wouldn't you? You would think. Like, I remember watching the horrific, just the horrific Aaron Hernandez trial. And the one thing I took from that, watching that, was all the triangulation of where he was by the cell phone. Then he went by this cell phone tower at 2.15 a.m. Then this one at 2.17. Then they got gas over here. And then they went to this one. Boom. And it just and it just showed all the way through. And I meant I made I literally made a mental note as I was watching that. If I ever decide to go a murdering, I'm not going to take my cell phone with me, right? I mean, duh, you learn something, right? This guy is on TV. Apparently, he's never watched TV, right? You're on a show called Empire. I would imagine I've never watched it, but I would imagine they go through some scenarios. Is it? Is it? I I don't know what it is. I mean, I've got to think that it's. Uh, I don't know. It's got to have some crime in it, right? Oh, yeah. Empire. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like some type of yeah, some type of crime but I, but, show. But, but you know, the, the about key, the empire. Here's like, the key. If, you're, if you've got an empire, you've probably done something. I don't know with the mob or something that's a little bit on the illegal side. It's tough. I mean, you you literally have to go off the grid. 
You know, mm-hmm. if you're going to be a, a man at large, I mean, you got to. My wife watches those like Dateline, NBC, murder mystery uh-huh, right. stuff. She's, she right. loves that stuff. I think it's creepy. Right. Yes. Creepy. But you're exactly right. They always get tripped up by the dumbest, most moronic thing. It's like if you're going to. I'm giving advice to people. Okay. So. Well, this is basically uh, what listen, we're doing. Right. If you're going to commit a crime, here are the do's and don'ts. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, uh, Jussie, if you're listening in, in jail mm-hmm. uh, right now, what you should have done is taken out money, like you said, go to the ATM, withdraw the, all the money, and waited like a month or two, and then paid the guys, and then had the incident. Right. Because usually this is what people do. They might go withdraw money, but they then they commit the act or whatever right. using the money like immediately right then and sure. there. It's like the dude that comes in and robs your house. And so he robs your house, and all of a sudden he's got to drop a deuce. He's like, oh, my God, my stomach's killing me. So then he goes and drops so a deuce. nervous. Right? He's got so much nervous right. tension he here. He gets nervous tension. He drank a lot of coffee. And then all of a sudden he's got to drop a, you know, he's got to, and he leaves a floater in the toilet and forgets to flush it. Like, there's DNA in that, I would imagine. Oh, jeez. Does poop have DNA in yes. it? Yes. Wait, do people do, have some, has somebody done that? Like, oh, yeah, wrong? sure. Really? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know what, though? I just made it up. You did, you're the probably thing is, right. Is I'm the Jason Bourne of shit in my pants. <laughs> so I just have to, like, I have to take a dump all the time. I know. There's nobody more regular I than have, me. I have said, folks, that he's the Jason Bourne of pooping. There has never been a situation you've been put in that you can't escape and still find a way to find a place to poop. Within, and, and be done within 37 yeah. seconds. Yeah. You are, just, born, you are born like... It is amazing. Yeah. It, it is funny, though, is because you always come into the control room during a break, mm-hmm. and you say to us, how much time do I have till we're back? Right. And we'll be like, you got two minutes. And you're, this is seriously what you say every time. Oh, I, I, could, I could take two dumps. And then, no kidding, less than a minute later, you come back. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know what's going to happen to this Smollett guy. Um I don't know if he's going to spend any time in jail or not. They they basically have have said uh, the the Empire show whatever it is. Um, it's a crime and all kinds of. Uh, it's very intriguing. Uh, but they have said that the Empire show uh, they are going to write him out the last two uh, episodes. Of course, of course. So well, look, we try to make this podcast somewhat uh, educational, and I ho- I hope that if you've had any thoughts mm-hmm. of going on some sort of crime spree, that we've helped. Right. So. <laughs> That's, 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 or how about this advice? Don't do crime. Or, may, or maybe don't do right. crime because you will get caught. Beretta would say, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. There you go. There yeah. you go. Uh, Robert Blake. That's, all right. That's a, uh, that's a real, yes. The, yeah. Oh, he, speaking of murdering. Um, okay, let's move on. There is no way to make an easy transition no. from this. So uh, I'm just going to jump right back into all something right, good, else. Good. Um, I found Greg Roman... Ravens offensive coordinator Greg Roman's comments interesting. He was talking about the idea of Lamar Jackson taking too many hits as a, a running quarterback. Mm-hmm. And he said this, and I'd love to get your reaction to it. Quote, I think it's a little overrated, the whole danger thing. Why? Because, and this is empirical data here, over the years you kind of realize that when a quarterback decides to run, he's in control. So now if he wants to slide, he can slide. If he wants to dive, he can dive, get out of bounds. All those different things. He can get down, declare himself down. So does Roman have a point that 
the idea that maybe you might still want to stay away from the so-called mobile quarterback is because they're not durable enough, they're not sustainable enough. Let me ask you a question. Give me a list of the mobile runaround quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls lately. Uh, I'll wait. wait. Well, Russell Wilson? But is there a difference between mobile and runaround? Like he's mobile. He's mobile, but he I don't I don't even though he's mobile, I just don't think of Russell Wilson. Now he's got great escapability, but he's he is an athlete that is a trained quarterback. How many trained how many how many you know he is a quarterback that happens to be a great athlete, not an athlete that happens to play quarterback. I just like I don't look at I look at him doing the majority of his damage like he eviscerates people from the pocket. He has the ability to to run around. So maybe I'll give you that guy if you want to go that direction. But come on, I mean look at the AFC. It's six foot five, two hundred and forty pound guys who can't move. It's Roethlisberger. It's it's Tom Brady every year. It's Peyton Manning. It's Joe Flacco. Those are the only guys that have won Super Bowl in, what, the last however many years, 12, 15 years, whatever it is. I just, like the sustainability, this is where Greg is wrong, and I understand you're trying to promote what you guys are doing, and it's great. I talked to John Harbaugh. I did a Baltimore game. He goes, is it sustainable? I don't know. We're, we're about to find out, right? I don't know if we can sustain it. Lamar Jackson started, what, six, eight games, whatever it was, 10 games? That's that's what I mean. Maybe it was ten games. I know he's on a concussion protocol at least once. I know he also missed some time, some snaps because RG three got him because he I think he twisted an ankle. Like I look at the Cam Newton effect, and Cam Newton is a he's a Donis man. He is a physical freak show at six foot five and you know two hundred and fifty five pounds of just shredded muscle. And look at him. Look at the toll it's taken on his body running around, being a being a um, a running quarterback. You know, running maybe eight. Like, like you think about Cam Newton. They have had a history of him having about eight designed runs per game, and then the four or five scrambles he gets, and the toll it's taken on his body to the point where the the new owner Dave Tepper has come out and said, "Hey, we're thinking about shutting him down for the 2019 season." This is a franchise quarterback, man. This is a $100 million quarterback that you're thinking about shutting down for an entire season. It takes its toll on a quarterback's body. There's a reason that all the rules are bent toward protecting the quarterback while he's in the pocket. And, one, you have to run Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson doesn't have the requisite arm talent to play NFL in this league or to play, excuse me, quarterback in the NFL. NFL in this league? Holy Moses. Talk about dumb. <laughs> Anywho, um, but he doesn't have the requisite arm talent. He's not accurate enough to 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 consistently beat people from the pocket. So you have to create that ability. So you're you're essentially you're essentially making excuses for yourself. It's it's the team, you know, it's it's the same kind of team mentality that says, hey, Antonio Brown was a real pain in the ass at Pittsburgh, but for us, he's gonna be great. No, he's not. He is what he is. He's 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 developed into being a petulant pain in the ass. And if you think all of a sudden a different environment is going to change that, going to change that about him, you're a hundred percent wrong. I mean, you're just wrong. 
See, to me, here's my view of the whole mobile quarterback thing. And whenever I start hearing people say, well, he's a mobile quarterback. He makes something out of nothing. That's my other favorite one. He Mm -hmm. makes something out of nothing. And what you're admitting when you start defining a guy, labeling a guy that way, is you're talking about a guy that hasn't proven yet he can win from the pocket. Uh And until you can prove you can win from the pocket, you are on – you are on measured time. Your your days are numbered as to how long you're going to play quarterback because you will get hurt. And it's not so much, to, to counter what Roman said, it's not so much the idea that once you decide to take off and run right, that you're going to get hurt. Because he is right. The, the, once you've made the clear distinction, I'm going to run with the ball, I think it's so many of these quarterbacks get hurt because they have such poor pocket awareness that they don't see that blindside hit coming. They don't see mm-hmm. that, that late stunt coming or they their first reaction is if that first guy isn't open they have to get out of the pocket as much as quickly as possible and they just run into trouble and that's where a lot of them get hurt it's not that they get hurt outside on the edge and stuff like that because roman's right about that it's the idea that you have you, you you lack the understanding, the experience, whatever, to play from the pocket, and that's where you end up getting hurt more. I think that's I think that's legit. I think this is where I would disagree with you. I think, um, and I, that part is one hundred percent right. I think when you get outside the pocket, here's here's the point. And I always I always make this point about trained quarterbacks versus athletes who have been trained to, to play quarterback. Right? Is that you naturally go as a player, you become at some point instinctual. So when things break down, as they are apt to do 30, 35% of the time, is your default mechanism from the neck up or is it from the neck down? And if you are an athlete who's been trained to play quarterback, when things break down, your default mechanism is from the neck down. So you start to rely instinctually on what you've relied on since you were a kid. My athleticism, my ability to run, my ability to jump, my ability to spin, my ability to get, like, you did that your whole life. And so your knowledge aspect or your neck up part gets usurped by your neck down aspect, by your athleticism, by your ability. That's why the Michael Vicks of the world can't stay healthy. The Cam Newtons of the world are always banged up. That's what ha- that's what happens to you. So as a coach, I believe this is what I believe has happened in Dallas. I believe Dak Prescott's an incredible athlete, and I think he's great out of the pocket. And I think they fired Scott Linehan because this offense didn't do what they wanted it to do toward the end of the season in the playoffs. But I believe that Scott Linehan looked at the longevity of his quarterback saying, hey, listen, if we want to get into the quarterbacking prime, which is in the early 30s now as opposed to the late 20s. It's five years later than it used to be. It's 32 as opposed to 27. If we want to get into his prime, man, we we have to do the job of protecting him mm-hmm. because he is decent from the pocket. He is accurate. He does have kind of this old soul. But if we keep calling these read options and giving him the opportunity to run, he's going to take that opportunity. And and then we're not going to have him long term, and and I think it's a I mean I think it's a really interesting juxtaposition. But you can't tell me you're going to have a running quarterback and that guy's going to be a sustainable running quarterback. You know what I mean? What's what the old saying is? I've been around long a lot. I've been around a lot of uh, 
great older passing quarterbacks. I've never been around a great young or a great older running quarterback. They they just they they can't last. Well, you think about well, Aaron Rodgers. That. Well, you that think was... about when Aaron Rodgers got hurt. When, yeah. When he had the shoulder injury. I mean, you're talking about a guy who is as he's mobile, he's athletic, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's smart. He knows right. even when he scrambles, he still has his eyes down the field. Mm-hmm. He he knows how to run out of trouble a lot of times. But, but what happened on that one play? He's outside the pocket. He's rolling. He's rolling. He's trying to get away. He ends up getting right. dragged down in such a way that he ends up suffering a, a serious shoulder injury. And that's one of the best when you think about mobile quarterbacks right. who can play quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's Aaron Rodgers, and he still got hurt. So I think the, the the idea is is that if you're going to build your offense around a quarterback with the idea that he's mobile, you're, you're on yeah. borrowed time. I think I, I, mean, time. I think that part is a pipe dream, but they've made that decision. They traded Flacco. They went with the kid, and he's dynamic. He's exciting, and it's a different offense. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, part of what they were able to do last year, and credit John Harbaugh and credit, you know, uh, Marty Morningwig, who was the offensive coordinator last year, and now Greg Roman, who's taken over as the offensive coordinator. Give them all the credit in the world. What a phenomenal job they did. Um, and and that's great, but they made the decision. This is the road we're going to go down. And a lot of what they were able to accomplish last year was the uniqueness of that offense, the uniqueness of the athlete playing quarterback, and the fact that people just weren't very versed in it. I guarantee you one thing this offseason – Everybody who has the Baltimore Ravens will put on their schedule. How are we going to defend this? And they'll go to the college campuses and they'll talk to the college coaches that defend that type of that type of offense. And they will devise a plan, very much like every NFL team did with the you know with the uh, uh, Wildcat. Remember when the Wildcat was all the rage and oh, everybody had a Wildcat and the Dolphins, you know, put up 200 and plus yards rushing against the Patriots and absolutely killed them in that. And then everybody had their version of the Wildcat. And then what happened to it? It all went away except for a select few teams. You know, the the Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons still run, you know, their their version of Wildcat. They use Muhammad Sanu and, and everybody, you know, uh, the the Saints use a version of Wildcat, and they use that uh, that that quarterback from BYU plays tight end and wide receiver, and um, what's his name Taysom Hill or something like that. So, like it, like there's a few select teams that have it, but it's basically gone the way of the dodo, right? It's been extinct. Um, it it had its year long run, and everybody figured out how to defend it, and it went away. So you got Greg Roman's comments. Uh, talking about Lamar Jackson. Did you see the James Harrison comments talking about Mike Tomlin? And yeah, how... James and James and I have had this conversation off air several times. All right. So basically, he said, "Look, Mike Mike Tomlin allowed all this to happen, right? And Tomlin's got to find a way to reel this all back in. And I, I don't know when you've lost control as a coach when you have lost control of your room." Isn't it almost nearly impossible to get it back? Because in order to get it back, don't you have to act in a way that you haven't been acting up until that point and don't yep. players see through that? I think what I think what would have to happen for Mike Tomlin to get it back is one, you've got to acknowledge it in front of the whole team. So you have to you have to swallow your pride and say, Man, I let this happen. 
This is 100% on me. This is not on Antonio Brown. It's not on Ben Roethlisberger. It's not on Le'Veon Bell. It's not on whoever. It's on me because I allowed it to happen. Coach Herm Edwards, I love Herm. Herm always says this. He's coaching Arizona State now, but he and I worked at ESPN together for like eight years. And Herm used to always say it. You're either coaching or you're allowing it to happen. You got to take responsibility. I allowed it to happen, right? And so going forward, here's what I'm going to do to correct it. I ain't putting up with this bullshit. You act this way, there's going to be a consequence. Lay it out. Here's the consequence. Hey, Ben Roethlisberger, you eviscerate guys in the media, guess what? There will be a consequence, whatever the consequence is. Oh, well, wait a minute. Let me jump in there. Can Tomlin really say that about Ben when the GM, Kevin Colbert, comes out and says Ben is free to criticize whomever he wants? He's got 52 kids in there. Yeah. How's that comment, by the way, going to play over? Uh, well, it's When you basically said 52 right. of the 53 guys out on that team mm-hmm. right now, your children. Yeah. Certainly Your children that, who answer to Ben. But again, it certainly doesn't play well for Kevin Colbert, doesn't play well for the organization. It goes just to, goes to show you from the top down how you know dysfunctional this organization is. And so for Mike Tomlin, bottom line is he can come in and usurp the authority of Kevin Colbert by saying, this is my team. I don't give a crap what Kevin Colbert says. This is the way it's going to operate. And if it doesn't operate this way, then there are going to be serious consequences. And then you're going to have to adhere to those things. You're going to have to you're going to have to put your foot down, and and you're going to have to make somebody an example. And um, I don't know that he can do that, Mike. I, I I think they'll give him an opportunity, but if he doesn't correct it, he's going to be out of a job. Well, then you know who the key is to all this. Then it's Ben Roethlisberger, sure. Because what's the what's the old Chuck Daly line I love giving you about the NBA? Right. Chuck Daly used to always now say, "Now you got to get permission to coach your players. You got to get permission to coach the players." And what have you always said about uh, Tom Brady? Brady understands. Oh, shoot. that he he more than anyone, right, is going to be the one that Belichick uses as Belichick an example. Like, yeah, but Belichick is always like, "I could get a I could get a, a quarterback from Foxborough High to make this t- play, Tom," and, and he'll just cuss Tom Brady out in the middle of a meeting in front of everybody. But that only works if Brady basically gives you permission to do it. And Brady, to his credit, has given him over the years. Now, it looked like it got a little rocky over the last couple of years. Maybe he did start to get tired of it. But by and large, he has given Belichick Mm -hmm. permission to make him an example. And And do you get the sense that that Ben allows that to happen in Pittsburgh? I don't. Well, I think you have to go to Ben and you have to say, hey, Ben, here's like here's the issue that we have. Like Ben, you you got to be a leader, and sometimes you gotta you gotta chew guys. I mean, I've seen Brady cuss guys out on the sideline, and Brady be mad at receivers and stuff. And I've seen Peyton Manning do. It. I've seen a lot of quarterbacks do it. I've seen a lot of guys do it. All right, that's fine. In the heat of the battle, that's okay. You can't go on your local radio show and call out some cat for not running the right route. You cannot do that. You can't, and he uh, he needs to understand that, and it needs to be impressed upon him by his coach that this cannot happen, and if it does happen, there's going to be a consequence, not I'm just going to sweep it under the rug, and it's okay for Ben to do, right, and those are the things that, those are the hard discussions and hard, like, you need, as soon as the players come back for the OTAs, you need to have, like, a little clear of the air, come to Jesus meeting, 
this is the way it's going to be. And then you have to be able to adhere to it. Because as soon as they test you, and they will, if you falter or you don't adhere to what you said you were going to adhere to, and it can't be some $500 fine, Mike. That A $500 fine to a guy making you know, $100 million on his contract is, come on. It can't be that. You have to take recess away. Right? And if you don't, it doesn't mean anything. So that's what's got to happen in Pittsburgh. Can they do it? I, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, I know people probably my doubts. are tired of the idea of, you know, what would Bill Belichick do? But really, can you ever imagine Bill Belichick coming out and saying, Tom Brady is free to criticize whomever he wants. There's Tom Brady, and then there are 52 kids on this team. Mm. I mean, come on. I know. I mean, of, of all the of all the quotes this week in the world of sports, right? I think that one from Kevin Colbert's the most shocking of all of them. But what do I always say about? It? What do I always say? Well, we're all children, like we are. Like I think we know that we can say it, but there. Part of this has become how sensitive we are as a society, right? Like, remember when a couple of years ago, the owner, Mr. McNair of the Houston Texans said, uh, we can't let the inmates run the prison? And everybody got super offended by it. Should we say that in the locker room all the time? Just as inmates, need to take over the prison, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. I, like, we're just so damn sensitive about everything. You know, and if we don't get our way, you know, and the next thing you do, you start writing checks for people to come beat you up. <laughs> I love hey, how you bring it all full right. circle. Scott, I'm going to write you a check to beat up Mike. <laughs> you got it. All right. <laughs> no evidence. No evidence at all. All right. Anyhow. Criminal mastermind. Yes. The Lex Luthor of our times. Exactly. Jesse Smollett. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for everybody involved in the podcast, I'd like to thank our presenting sponsor, fine folks at Cool Water, for Mike, for myself, for Scott, later. The Stinkin' Truth Podcast, presented by Core Water. Subscribe to the Stinkin' Truth Podcast via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, and plenty of other podcast platforms.